And welcome back, everyone, to the Department 12 podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Ben Bettina. Joining me today is Professor uh, Gudula Grote. How are you today, Gudula? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, so Gudula is the Professor of Work and Organizational Psychology in the Department of Management, Technology, and Economics at ETH Zurich. She is also a past president of the European Association of Work and Organizational Psychology and the current president uh, of the Alliance for Organizational Psychology. And that's uh, what I'd like to talk to you, talk with you about today. So let's start here. Uh, good, what is uh, the Alliance for Organizational Psychology? Uh, the Alliance is an alliance of several work and organizational psychology associations. So the, the founding members was SIOP, um, EOWAP, and the Division One of the International um, Association of Applied Psychology, IAAP. Um, in the meantime, there's also the Canadian SIOP part of it, uh, with the overall idea to really increase visibility globally of um, work and organization psychology and help what we all strive for to use our knowledge to uh, increase quality of working life for as many people as possible. Great goal. So help us understand then what a federation is, uh, what that means exactly. So it's not something that, hey, you know, I could send in a check and join, right? It's a an organization of organizations, so to speak. Is that exactly, correct? Exactly, yes. So it's we don't have individual members, I mean, individual persons as members, but associations. Uh, and with that also, there's always this question of how can we, how can we serve then the associations and through the associations, the members of those associations differently mm -hmm. from, for instance, SIOB or EOWAP. Um, the, the, the real idea is that we can create maybe connections internationally that the ind individual associations couldn't create as easily. And I guess then through the associations, feed that back to the individual members. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense, and I think that's something that um, something that that we could use. Um, uh, I mentioned in my email setting up uh, this show. I think that you know, in my experience, at least, a lot of uh, industrial and organizational psychologists here in the United States are focused pretty heavily on the United States. Don't get a lot of international exposure, um, and you know in addition to sort of broadening our perspective as well, finding areas where we can all cooperate to raise the profile of, of work and organizational psychology around the globe makes a lot of sense. Um, so you've, you're in a position where you were a past president of EOWAP uh, and you're current president of AOP. Like what, what, what do you see as the biggest differences? I mean, we talked about the goals, um, but for example, how is it that people are selected to be a part of uh, the Alliance, for example, how is it that people get involved in doing things with the Alliance? Um, the Alliance is, I mean, originally those, those three uh, organizations now four uh, to, to broaden our reach. We recently started an initiative, which we call the big tent, which allows much more easily to, for other associations around the globe to join. Mm -hmm with uh, the basic idea to just increase networking between organizations. And I guess for when you talk about the U.S., I mean, they're 
Uh, I mean, people are very well represented by SIOP. There's a lot going on at SIOP, but many other countries, there's just very small communities of, of uh, working organization psychologists, so they can benefit a lot through the alliance to reach out then to other associations as well. And then, of course, you can, can ask the other way around, what does a member of SIOP, I mean, con um, benefit uh, through the alliance and through those networks? And they could say, first of all, it is, yes, more, more kind of global exposure, but it's, I think, also then maybe belonging to uh, a profession that overall globally is more visible. And I think many things that we try to achieve, in the end, we have to achieve internationally. So when you look at, for instance, standards for decent work as the International Labour Organization tries to establish, I mean, that's really something that you cannot really do in a country. Obviously, you have to do it there also. But as soon as standards differ, then work wanders around the globe wherever it can be done cheapest. So we really need to work together um, to prevent such a thing. Um, that's maybe one element, but then it can be also very, very practical. If I mean, if I'm in the US and I feel it would be great to do an internship somewhere, um, anywhere in the world, really, then um, the alliance cannot kind of directly help. But through knowing all these network partners as part of this big ten, then you would know which association maybe to to contact in I don't know in Latin America and Africa and Asia. Uh, that you might not be so familiar with. Okay. You mentioned uh, sort of collaborating together on things like, you know, standards for decent work. Are there other areas or topics where you think work and organizational uh, psychologists could benefit with more global cooperation than we have currently? I think generally I th it seems whatever topic we work on there's always another profession that kind of has been there already or actually takes over from us <laughs> a lot of work that we used to do now is kind of done by behavioral economists and if you look at the kind of policy impact that they create it's much higher than than usually what we um uh, achieve with our own work so I mean, learning along all those different fields, what it takes to really get our knowledge to where it can be most impactful is, is quite important. And that is really part of the alliance also. And to, to just exchange how more impactful work can be done. SIA, for instance, I mean, they started uh, advocacy work uh, a few years back. Uh, EAWAP is kind of doing, trying something similar. Obviously, it's more difficult when you look at more countries than just sure. one. So it's not just Washington, but it's Brussels and who exactly in Brussels. And then how do you go back to national <laughs> associations also? But just to learn from each other, I think, and then to just increase awareness among then the individual members also to offer trainings for uh, reaching out to policymakers or even, I mean, some work in organizations, psychologists work in those places, right? So um, how can we build bridges that the knowledge gets to where it can be most powerful is, yeah. is one important goal. That's a great goal. Uh, what, if any, role do you see practitioners playing in the Alliance? They're very important, obviously, because, I mean, there are the bridge uh, usually, I mean, academics don't really 
achieve a whole lot by themselves, but they achieve it through knowledge transfer into practice. Um, SIAB, I think, is very good there because there you have about half-half academics and practitioners, so I think that transfer works pretty well. EOWAP is not doing that well. <laughs> That's usually mostly yeah. academics, and I guess at EOWAP we've been working hard to... Um, to get more practitioners involved. So that's one reason also why we love to cooperate with SIOP because that we have that link to, to practitioners mm -hmm. more. Okay. So I have a question um, and it's, it's almost more of a, a personal curiosity on my part. So I'm interested in your opinion on something and it, it doesn't have to be sort of as in your official role uh, as president of the Alliance, but just your personal opinion. Do you think that the, the profession as, as, uh, as a profession suffers because we don't share a common name. So, you know, if you go around the world and in, in the United States, of course, and in Canada, we're, you know, we refer to ourselves as industrial and organizational psychologists, you know, this 15 syllable <laughs> thing. And uh, in, in Europe, of course, it's a work in organizational psychology. Uh, in the UK, as I understand it, it's usually more occupational psychology or using that kind of terminology in, in South Africa. Do you think that we uh, have trouble because we're not using the same terminology there? That maybe might be part of the story, but I think overall we, we have more trouble because we don't really stand behind our knowledge as much as we could I think, mm. <laughs> under whatever name. And, uh, and that to me is something important also that, I mean, we, we've had all this push towards evidence-based management that reaches then obviously into work and organization psychology. Uh, but I guess we're just so tough on ourselves all the time. Do we really know and have we really studied it all sufficiently to, to, to make recommendations to, uh, to really go out and, and, and try and change practice. Um, and I think we're just kind of often, I don't know, stepping on our own toes in a way trying to do this. As when I mentioned behavioral economics or also medicine, where, I mean, a lot of the, the health mm -hmm. work, I mean, is kind of taken over by, by public health people, right? And, yeah. and And they go out there and they make their recommendations. And we usually have all the ifs and buts always. <laughs> and I think that's probably more a reason why we're yeah. not as impactful as we all would like to be. The name yeah. might be an issue also, but mm -hmm. uh, I think the general idea that we are the people that deal with people's work and well-being at work, I think that gets across. I think people do understand that under whatever label, really. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. This was uh, a very enlightening conversation, and I really appreciate you taking uh, your time out of your afternoon to speak with us today, Gadella. You're very welcome.